What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 10th episode of Tattoo Wealth. I'm your host, Colton Etherton, certified financial planner and owner of Out of the Office Planning. On this episode, I'm joined by someone who I'd say is a, a friend now at this point, and that's Jason Lynch. Um, some of you may remember Jason. He was actually my first guest on the podcast a few months ago, and we didn't really get a chance to cover everything we'd hoped in that episode, so I brought him back for a second one. And we start our conversation off this time talking about how things are going with him and his apprentice, Blair, who had just started working with him um, not long before that first episode. And then, you know, we talk about kind of how they're working together. Um, She recently did her first machine tattoo and how that went and how he gave her space during that um, and why he felt that was important. And then we do transition towards the end talking about finances and just what he's learned and applied since we first spoke and um, how that's kind of helped him get a handle on his business. And then in the end, I surprised him with uh, five fun questions that I think I might start doing more often. Um, Overall, real good conversation with Jason. It's always a fun time. So just a quick disclaimer from Piper, and then we'll get into my conversation with Jason. Colton Etherton is a financial advisor and founder of Out of the Office Planning, a registered investment advisor in Oregon. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not advice. Talk to your advisor if you have any questions. What's up, Jason? How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you doing? It's good to see I'm you. I'm good. I'm real excited to get you back on here. I know, you know, you're my first guest for, for the podcast, so having you come back on for this one is is fun. Been looking forward to it. You know, yeah. our first one went, went really well, and we ended up talking for quite a bit after, so I think we got a lot to, a lot more to cover. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's good to be back, and I'm glad, uh, glad we were able to arrange this. Yeah, me too. Me too. So how's... Has everything been been going since what was that November December? Yeah, um, everything's been really good, dude. Um, it's been growing. Business has been you know steady and haven't really had many issues um, other than you know hit, getting hit with COVID, which I'm sure a lot of people did. But yeah, my house was out for about two weeks. I had to take take two weeks off, which was kind of yeah. annoying. But it's kind of stacked up my days the past couple weeks you know just trying to get mm-hmm. people in that that unfortunately got missed because of that but yeah. um yeah it's, it's it's starting to taper back down to where it's a little bit easier to manage and and uh yeah it's been good i've got um blair that i mentioned before she's my mm-hmm. apprentice who's doing stick and pokes now out of my studio instead of at home which i thought was a nice. was a really critical decision on her behalf and i'm proud of her for doing so um mm-hmm to create that comfort for her clients and and create a really more professional dynamic atmosphere for them and and show them how serious she's really taking it and yeah uh, i'm proud of her dude she's she's killing it that's awesome and how long she been so she i think just started apprenticing with you last time we talked right so it's been a few months or how long has it been i think she's been here probably about six six months maybe i'm not sure it's the timelines get so (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Patty Wampus, but um <laughs> but yeah, she's been here I wanna say probably about six, maybe seven months, but um yeah, she's still you know, she's not really tattooing with a machine. She's mostly doing mm-hmm. her stick and pokes that she was doing previously. Um okay. 
kind of fine tuning that with her. Um, she doesn't really need a whole lot of guidance with that, which is pretty impressive. I'm pretty, pretty happy about that. Cause you know, I, I want to teach her the meat and potatoes, you know, I want to give her the, give her the yeah. goods. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's, she's been doing good. She's been showing a lot of like, you know, confidence and stuff like that. Um, she actually couple, maybe like a month or maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago, tattooed my leg. Um, I have her first ever machine tattoo, which I'm very proud of. Nice. Um, she awful. did good, dude. It was a surprise. I was, uh, I was very proud of her in that moment. And, and uh, yeah. And, and since then, you know, she's, she hasn't really bugged me about tattooing with a machine. And, and mm-hmm. I always find that awesome. You know, I'm not sitting there going, oh, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she finally, um, I offered her the chance to tattoo her own leg, which I think is also pretty beneficial because mm-hmm. um, you can really feel what you're doing and, and focus. And and uh, it's a lot harder to stretch the skin and, and work around the body. And so is someone else's body. So it, mm-hmm. I feel like as like a stepping stone, it's important to at least do it a couple times, you know, just to kind of tattoo yourself, you mean? Yeah, it's just kind of. Yeah. I feel like it's also kind of a rite of passage really um you know but yeah it's it's been cool like she did her first one on her thigh and it was pretty big um mm-hmm. i gave her a pretty bold line just to kind of compensate for shakiness or you know lack of control or anything like that because you know the bolder the line kind of the smoother it looks mm-hmm. um if it's put in right obviously but she did a fucking great job there was no blowouts there was a couple you know, you could you could see where her confidence wasn't there, and it you know mostly was like where she might have to pull something. You know, she pulled it really good this way, but now she has to pull it this way, or like you know you can't yeah. you can't work around the body as well when it's on your own body. So that's right, you can't shift where you're where you're sitting and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, with that in consideration, I think she did an incredible job. And um, so yeah, she, when she asked me if she could do her other thigh, you know, obviously there was no hesitation and. Uh, I threw her for a loop, you know, I gave her a smaller needle grouping and, you know, something a little more challenging. And I think the first time around I gave her like an 11 round liner, which is pretty, pretty bold for giving liner. Mm-hmm. And this time I just gave her a, a seven, just a seven round liner. And I mean, you're almost working with half as much penetration, you know, so you right. really got to be careful and, and, and yeah, she did a great job and, you know, it's less shaky than her big lines and, so nice. it, was, it was dope, dude. I'm excited. Awesome. Um, yeah, proud, I, proud moment for you. Fuck yeah! <laughs> watching her do her first one, and um, yeah, I was I was kind of over her shoulder, and she she was shaking, and she was fucking dude. She was like a, a leaf in the wind, man. It was bad, and I was just like, "Who's fucking tattooing you, Michael J. Fox?" Like it was a bad joke, <laughs> but it was. I was just like, "Fuck!" Oh. Like you gotta calm down. Like just relax yeah. and. You know, and she was getting ready to pull another line. I was like, stop. And she's like, fuck, what? And I was like, just <laughs> stop. Uh, you got this. Just, you got this. Be confident. Make that line your bitch. Put it in. Feel for what I taught you and go. And she did. And I fucking started to cry, dude. It was beautiful. Like, I started to get teary eyed just thinking about it. Like, this is a proud moment and, and watching yeah. that light bulb go on and, and, not really ever fizzle back out like it was tight i was just watching That's awesome. it. yeah it's, learning it seems like it'd be tough i mean you know doing your first machine tattoo obviously there's nerves there too but also doing it on yourself i mean you know and 
having to deal with feeling it and that kind of thing because it, it doesn't feel <laughs> the best, of course, we all know. But, you know, just thinking about, like, other things, you know, like for my wife waxing her eyebrows herself or whatever, you know, it's like, I feel like just doing, causing pain to yourself in that sense is kind of hard. Right. And so doing that while also being nervous that this is my first tattoo, you know, right. Jason's watching me, like, I don't want to fuck it up. It also right. kind of hurts a little bit like that. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of thoughts going on. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple times it's like right over her neck, like breathing on her, like literally breathing on her neck just to like, <laughs> hey, this is what, you know, this is what you've been putting me through for the past fucking six months. Calm down, guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was fun, but um yeah it's and i and i left you know after watching her get comfortable and stuff and yeah. just so she could really relish the moment and and not worry about me and and kind of take me out of that equation you mm-hmm. know and i left with with letting her know like all you got to do is remember what you see me do every day mm-hmm. and try to apply that and and you know use you know what you do when you draw too like you got to use your hand motion to implicate what i'm doing like mm-hmm. you know it's you're it's not going to look like what i'm doing because it's not going to feel right if you try to mimic me exactly but what you right. want to do is try to figure out the best way to mimic my outcome with your natural ability. And style. Really, yeah your yeah. your natural flow of things to come up you know and it doesn't have to you know i don't want her tattoos to look like mine and you know cool if they do cool if they don't i don't you know whatever whatever is her style and and that's kind of what we're just trying to curate and make sure that she stays true to herself and uh you know she's obviously going to tattoo outside of her comfort zone for a while Mm -hmm. you know it's always going to be out of her comfort zone um at least i feel like at least if she respects it the way she should and and uh you know i'm still nervous before tattoos like i'll be the first to admit it you know and it's only because i really truly care and i want to make sure that you know i'm giving somebody what they came for so yeah it's you know it's terrifying yeah i bet at the same time it's exhilarating it's you know it's my adrenaline dump you know it's this Mm -hmm. is where i get it i mean i've been skydiving a handful of times and nothing compares to tattooing like you know it's living in that moment and knowing like you know i could either improve this person's life or completely be detrimental to it you know so yeah you know it's it's scary and it's uh it's fun man it's it's cool to watch her and and really pass down everything that i've learned at least i don't you know i don't know it all i don't ever assume i do and i always try to talk to her not as I know things, but I, I try to ask more questions than anything just to fuel the thought process because I also don't want to come off as like a know-it-all ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been I've been misunderstood in situations like that too where I was just challenging somebody to try something different and it, it got taken in the complete wrong context. And, you know, that's, that's normal too. You know, that's not yeah. my responsibility how somebody takes what I say. That's right, sold- the assumptions they make about about right. what you're saying yeah yeah. their their perception of of what i meant or how i felt or everything that's on them like yep. you know i'm a pretty clear person I, i'm you know um everybody knows like if i say something a little offhand and a little fucked up and it feels like i'm just being a jerk it's yeah i'm being fun like i'm trying to make it a little bit 
playful. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying, you know, and I've never been like that. I'm just a very witty person and mm-hmm. it's gotten me in a lot of trouble in my life, you know, it's saying yeah, shit. Yeah, you read that, wrong. Yeah, it's just, you know, people misinterpret it and that's not my problem. That's not my yeah. fault. <laughs> so, yeah, it is what it is. And I know that I always mean well in what I say and, and I always come from a place of love because, you know, I have no more room in my heart for hate. You know, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I was straight edge and violent and I've been so many different, you know, sides of me. And, and the only one that I truly appreciate is the one that I present today. So that's awesome. Love yeah, that, man. Cool. Yeah. It's Love that. So. Um, so I want to touch on a few things there. Cause I think you hit some, some good points too. Um, the first being how you at one point did step out of the room, right. Or you left to give her that time to kind of finish the tattoo on herself right and kind of relish in that and i think that's it's interesting you say that because um you know like even for myself right and in what i do and where i was learning right my old the old firm i was at very similar thing where i think a lot of people can relate right is where like if you're learning something and someone's teaching you like you are to blair you know you may know or be more confident when it's just you in the room right right when it's just yourself like but if that person that's teaching you is, is there and they're watching, even if they're not saying anything, you, you get a little nervous, right? And you maybe fumble a little bit and, you know, like at my old, for my, for myself, at my old firm, right? I mean, me and the owner had our disagreements and whatever, but he did do well, you know, in teaching me a lot of stuff when I was there. And, but there's always that time where it's like, yeah, he's like, you're going to take over this meeting with this client. You know, I'm just going to sit and watch. You know, and it's like, I, I knew everything. Like I was totally cool, but just having him in the room was like, oh, fuck. You know, yeah, and then the meetings where he's like, yeah, you know, I get, get all nervous. But then, you know, the next meeting, he's like, hey, you're going to take this over too. And I'm going to go do something else, you know? And then that one, it's like the confidence is just different, right? Because for some reason he wasn't there. I wasn't like in the back of my head, you know, like, is he questioning what I'm saying or, you know, what I'm doing, that kind of thing, even though I knew exactly how he'd kind of present things to to the clients and it's like i don't know so it's interesting to to hear that too from that perspective and and just to give her that kind of space as well because it's it's uh i think noticeably different when when you have your your teacher if you will watching over you absolutely and i and i think what what that does is it like in your situation too like how you pointed out that you it went leaps and bounds better and mm-hmm. I think it's because as, you know, as somebody that's training someone or overlooking somebody or there, it creates a presence in the room that, you know, as the trainee, you don't own the room. Right. Right. So right. It, it, it creates that like, fuck, I cannot fuck up. Like, yeah. But once I step out of the room and I give her control of the space, she owns the room. Right. Right. So that right there just gives her that empowerment and that confidence and that control of the situation, because, you know, there's no moment in time where I can just step in while she's doing something and say something, which also creates a feeling of of uh, inferior, like being inferior. Yeah. You know, like I fucked up now. It's like, you know, you're rubbing my nose in it, even if that's not the intention subconsciously i think that we we Mm -hmm. tend to go there and it's like fuck 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 and then you're going to continue to make those mistakes instead of making the mistake bringing it to my attention and allowing me to ask the right questions or guide you in correcting it 
Yep. So exactly. Yeah, and I think exactly. it's incredibly beneficial. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, like in my situation, you know, I'd have clients that would, you know, when he was in the room, you know, they'd still kind of look to him when they'd ask a question. They they directed at me, kind of, you know, but really look to him like, what do you say? You know, and he's like sitting back, like, hey. He's going to answer the question. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you still get that kind of weird dynamic in there. And I think, uh, obviously, in, in Blair's situation, tattooing herself, she doesn't have a client, like, looking to you. <laughs> you right. Because it's her own leg. But, um, yeah, I think I, I like how you explained that because it could get someone nervous into thinking about that mistake and then focusing on that so hard and then they make a mistake elsewhere. Or, you right. know what I mean? It just totally just, just it's an up the whole vibe right. of everything. It's a total avalanche, dude. And, yeah. You know, and you start regurgitating a bunch of shit that you're like, why did I say that? Like, yeah. You know, like in your situation with like a client, like a meeting, but yeah, it's, and that's the thing too. Like you have to realize with tattooing too, is it's a, it's a one man sport or a one mm-hmm. woman sport. You know, you can't, I can't, even when I was in a shop with a bunch of artists around me, I can't be like, Hey man, can you come help me with this? Like, can you shade this really quick? <laughs> Well, it's not like number yeah. or like work in retail, like where, where you're like, I can't figure out how to display this shit. Can you help me? Like, it's yeah. like, and and the hard part too is like, you can ask all the questions in the world when you're in, in a tight spot in the middle of a tattoo, but you have to be able to visualize and also do what. Right. And like, adapt. And if you think it's a good idea, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, there's so many different things like help can only get you so far in tattooing. It's you're on your own. Like, yeah, you, know, you can ask all the questions, but like I said, you have to have the skill and the know-how and the vision, you know, like if right. you have this vision and someone's telling you this and you like, sometimes you'll, you know, in the midst of things, you mesh them together. And it's like, why the fuck did I even ask a question? Like, or why didn't I just go with what they said? Or why did I, you know, Mm-hmm. it's you know that's just part of it and that's it and that's what's terrifying about tattooing too is it's in the moment while it's permanent it's not like we're yeah. sitting drawing you know i'm not painting so yeah you know, that's, and being that's alone something. in those moments are are critical because yeah. now you're you're forced to find your answer right that's so a, it's gonna yeah, create that it's gonna create that confidence in those moments so yeah yeah that's that's a very interesting point. Yeah. You're alone. You got to kind of got to figure it out and work through it. And right. That's, so I have a cousin who went to art school. Um, she's, I'd say she's pretty good. You know what she does. And I'd always asked her about tattooing. I'm like, why don't you do that? Like that, you know, that'd be cool. And basically what you just said, you know, that stress of it being permanent and in the moment, she's like, I, I don't want that pressure. Like yeah. knowing that I'm putting something permanent on somebody, she's like, I'm confident in my art, but having, knowing that it's permanent, right, and that I can't necessarily do much after unless, you know, cover up or whatever, but she's like, I, I, I can't, can't handle it. <laughs> she's like, I don't, I don't want to do Smart it. Smart girl, man. Yeah, so at least, she, you know, she knows her, her kind of limits there, and she's not like, yeah, fuck it, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, and there's only one way to find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you get over the terrifying part, like, yeah. You get over the, especially like, it's a funny thing. Like when you, you'll have a client that's like a collector, right? And you'll get that space right next to some beautiful tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, fuck, 
I need to go next to that. Like, you know, and it's, it's yeah. intimidating. It's, it's terrifying. And you, you know, you overthink it. You do all this crazy shit. You put all the bells and whistles on the t- tattoo just to fucking make it stand up next to that one or, or to, you know, to, to look nice next to it or whatever, to compliment it. Or, Mm-hmm. And then there's times when you have the clients that come in with really bad tattoos and you're like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm going <laughs> to fucking blow your mind right now. Are you ready for this? Like, you know, and like you can have a couple mistakes in the tattoo and you're still looking at it and you're like, all right, yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, and they're going to look at it and just, oh my God, I love it. You know, because they're looking yeah. at the fucking travesty of a tattoo. So like, as long as you can do better than that, and you know you're like yeah that's yeah that's i can i can definitely see the difference between how you feel going next to something that's good and you know solid piece first mediocre or or not so much um i've also always wondered i haven't really talked to anyone yet that's tattooed some kind of celebrity but i feel like that would be very nerve-wracking as well too you know just knowing like it's something that will likely be on display somewhere in the media when it's um, a celebrity and just i i tattooed uh two nba players that was pretty it was nice. it was interesting like you know there was that nervousness mm-hmm. like you know knowing that they're on like the world stage and um you know one of them yeah played for the knicks and one of them played for the denver nuggets or no the utah jazz i'm sorry okay. um but yeah okay. like they were here um, one of them had gotten injured and came here and was playing for the Bighorns when we had that team here. Um, and that's how I met mm-hmm. both of them. But, um, yeah, and they went back into the NBA. And, you know, I was like, fuck, yeah, that's cool. Like, you know, I, I did hand tattoos on them, of course. And, like, you nice. know, they're shooting the ball. You can see it. And I'm just like, fuck, dude, that's so cool. That's like, really cool. I, yeah. You know, and, that's dope. Um, but it's, it, it's interesting, like, I don't know how like a celebrity as far as like a movie star or mm-hmm. like, you know a musician or like anything yeah. that would really be. Um... Well, and I, and I mentioned that because there's a an artist I follow. She's in Salt Lake, um, and just earlier this week, last week, she tattooed Logic. Okay, which That'd is be dope. right, super dope. Yeah. And so she did it and is on his neck. You know, it's so definitely yeah. visible when he's around. And so it's just, I don't know, I could just see that that would be terrifying yeah that pressure right and especially in the in the in the sense of how in in the public's eye he is right right yeah see and so that's something i've always like you know that having your work out there like that right it could be nerve-wracking like and that's one thing and what i do it's i'm so how do i say it like behind closed doors if you will or you know a curtain where you know, with client confidentiality, like there's no proof or not proof, but like, you know, I'm not working out in public. Like a lot of you guys are as artists, right. Where I'm not putting stuff out. Like I'm doing stuff on social media, but my actual work with people is totally different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless it's like, they want to mention it or whatever, but for the most part, that's just between them and me. And, you know, we keep it that way. And so I don't know that pressure of just having, yeah, having your work out there is, interesting yeah. to see you guys deal with or you know or manage and but, that kind of thing well yeah i had had i almost was presented the chance to tattoo uh jeremy renner okay the guy, the guy that plays hawkeye and all that shit yeah 
like the town which was like one of my fucking favorite movies yeah um but yeah it ended up kind of falling out but it was supposed to be a big cover-up on his arm he had like this this old tattoo and um i had been tattooing his his personal assistant and i gave mm-hmm. her a sleeve and and yeah we were we just never really linked up and and i'm kind of happy about that like like <laughs> what you're saying you know like, yeah cups are tricky you know, and, and having a tattoo that like someone else's mistakes or someone else's decisions um, kind of really dictate what you're going to do on somebody. Um, mm-hmm. I usually try to stay away from them unless they're open to me completely blacking it out. Yeah. Because um, I, I find that it's it's beautiful when you can do like a very interesting black shape over an old tattoo and it doesn't have to be the same shape as the tattoo you can completely reshape it you know you can turn a square into a circle or you know you can turn a fucking tree into an upside down triangle and then you know you let that heal and settle and then you get your stencil of your new tattoo and you place that over that with it coming out you know onto the onto the fresh skin still then you do the black lines where it's natural skin and then white lines over the black and it mm-hmm. kinda like creates that transition and it looks oh, that's cool fucking really cool and you can actually shade white on top of black too and it kind of looks like a chalky feel you know mm-hmm. and it's healed all the way and it looks it looks really cool and i think it's a really a really cool unique way to approach it because it doesn't always it doesn't look like a cover-up if you do it right you know it right. just looks like a very interesting tattoo that is just kind of different than yeah. what you would normally see um so yeah that's that's crazy like i don't know I, i'm glad I, I didn't have to do that yeah know? well it, and to be fair a lot of a lot of you artists are very hard on each other from, <laughs> from you yeah. know from what i've seen in my conversation so that would be another thing that it's like you know to kind of put it up there on someone like that that's yeah in the public eye so much and i don't know uh, why everybody's so fucking hard on each other you motherfuckers actually know how hard it is to tattoo you shit's, <laughs> the shit's hard if right. you're doing it right it's hard right. you know if you're having an easy time and and you're pissed off that someone's doing great tattoos it's probably because yours don't look very good you know yeah if if uh, that's the thing with me like when i see a a really cool tattoo it doesn't have to be perfect it's you know i like little imperfections when i see them because i'm like that's a fucking handmade badass little tattoo like mm-hmm. and you can tell when someone really fucking tried and when someone did not give a shit at all yeah so as long as i can see that someone actually put forth the effort to give a really nice tattoo i don't care how bad it is yeah <laughs> you know I, lo- I love that no and that's like I, you know, I've been watching, rewatching some random episodes and seasons of, of Ink Master lately, just for fun and just like seeing stuff on there. Right, like me and my wife will just watch it and like, oh, you know, it's not, it's kind of cool. But then they go to like the judging part, you know, and they just get fucking eviscerated. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, those. Damn. So each one of those, <laughs> and, and I get it's edited and whatnot still, but I'm like, those get huh. edited down really far too. Those, yeah, those each one of those critiques because I've got several friends that have been on it. I even have yeah. one that's on it two of them that's won it um but yeah those critiques are they're like an hour to two to sometimes three hours long they're really? sitting there ripping those tattoos apart and i just I, honestly i feel bad for the client because for the most part the client's probably like oh you know this is cool this, i, I the, dig it and then they they're like oh i'm gonna watch the episode that i was on right 
and then they watch it and it's just getting shit on. And they've like, got to they've got to sign some sort of like, man. some sort of thing like that says like four ratings or you know because mm-hmm. ultimately like you know I've I've hung out with Oliver Peck a couple times too and yeah and dude he's a he's a sweetheart he's yeah. a very nice man like and yeah. and I get and, it's all for TV and yeah and, exactly but you know like yeah. Dude, I met all those guys at one of the finales and like, dude, they were the nicest fucking people ever. And, um, I did a convention. Um, I was pretty close to Oliver Peck's booth and like, you know, we, we bullshitted, uh, you know, one night and then once at the convention and stuff. And it was, it was great. It was very pleasant. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I assume that there's gotta be a ratings thing that's, that's yeah. attached to that and, and whatnot. So I don't know. It's it's hard to take any of those television shows terribly seriously because I, you know, I think it takes a week to make one episode. Right. So, you know, I have a buddy that was gone for three months and didn't even make it to the finale. So it's it's crazy, like what they put them under um, the stress. And mm-hmm. do they fucking take their cell phones and they put them in locked pouches and you only yeah. get I think 15 minutes a day on it. And it's and it's supervised. And like, they don't want you posting on social media and doing all that shit. That. They want to make sure that everything's under fucking lock and key. And yeah. it's wild, man. Like, you know, I can't even imagine the amount of stress, like, and the mental fatigue that you would have by the end of it. Right. You know, while you're trying to be creative and yeah, you get know, judged and all that stuff. Yeah, that's got to be brutal. Wild. <laughs> you know, I got casted as like an alternate for that show. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy I didn't do it. It would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I'll, I'll revisit that if I ever get the opportunity again, maybe I'll take it, but yeah. Um, you know, it's not, it's not super high on my things to do. Um, yeah. spend time with my family, but yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, love to, uh, maybe transition a little bit to maybe the business side of things. Yeah. Right? Like we, we talked about before we hit recording and, um, you know, you're mentioning that, that you've kind of started to, to expand as far as business and separate things out, um, yeah. account wise. So I'd love to just kind of touch on that and, you know, yeah. get your, get your take there. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, ever since meeting with you and, and talking with you and stuff, um, seeing your posts have, have they've really driven my thought process and, and kind of realigned if I was doing things right or, or Mm -hmm. maybe like certain things that I could do to implement, to make my life a little bit easier, um, just as a whole, um, a lot of us tattooers, I'm sure absolutely dread tax time. And especially if you're just using a, a personal account and you're putting money in there and doing this and paying for supplies and doing this. And then at the end of the year, you got to sit there and completely, go through every transaction and like, was this for the shop? Was this, that was this, you know, and like really having to, to sit there and sift through all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I I don't know how many transactions I have a day. Um, You know, it's, it's ridiculous sometimes. So it's hard to, you know, (laughs) hard to sit there, you know, because I'll tattoo, I'll make money, I'll spend money. I'll go pick up my kids, take them out for something, do this, go to Walmart you know, and, and forget, you know, okay, well, I need this for the shop, but then I'll put it all on one ticket. And I'm like, fuck, what did I do? 
So, you know, and it's been, it's been a headache, you know, so I'm, I'm, I've recalculated and calibrated things to where now I have a, um, a business banking account. Um, and I did it as a sole proprietor. So it's not completely separated right now. Um, mm-hmm. cause I don't have an LLC, um, uh, which I probably will do when I do expand. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what these steps are gearing me up towards, um, to where I can get a shop where I can have multiple artists, hopefully working with me and, and, you know, creating what I've created here for other people. Um, because I do feel like the energy here, um, has, has completely reinvigorated me, um, work-wise and, and artistically. So with that said, you know, I wanted to really try to dial it down to where when I do decide I, I want to buy a location or, or start a bigger spot, there's not going to be a big guessing game. Mm-hmm. Um, and with taxes as well, I would like to be able to, you know, put all my money into one account and then pay myself through that account as my salary um you know and i don't really i'm still navigating that it's been a little confusing because you know sometimes you need a little bit more of your salary or whatever especially if you're used to doing it the way i've done it for so long um you know the money in is just the money you know and right there's no separation there's yeah getting that separation is a little tricky i'm still kind of figuring that out Mm -hmm. um I have been saving money just through, you know, anytime I take a payment, I put 10% aside. Um, so you, you know how you mentioned with Blair, you had a little tear in your eye when she yeah. was doing it. You're hitting me right here. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah Hearing I'm, all this, I'm like, yes. I listen man, and I, appreciate I love it. The information you put out there. I love it. It's really like, you know, it's, it's, it's triggered me to be a little bit smarter, you know, especially mm-hmm. with kids in the mix and stuff and, wanting to be able to buy a house and and do all this stuff and you know and knowing that i'm gonna have to prove you know usable income and what's my business doing what am i actually making what do i have to contribute to my business still and what's going to be affordable and you know i feel like i'm i'm preaching to the choir right now but you know there's people out here that you know might want to hear it from a less educated person on the situation that's kind of like getting my bearings on it and yeah trying to fine-tune things um i will say that it's good to ask a lot of questions um i'm running into situations where you know if you guys take payment through zelle um that payment's not going into my business account for some reason i don't know if the zelle just it won't allow it i don't know mm-hmm. they said that it would that you know if i if i scan because you know you get the little the little barcode thing yeah qr code thing it should go straight into that account but it doesn't it's been going Hmm. into my my private account or my personal account yeah Um, so that's been kind of annoying and and having to navigate that and put money over and um you know tracking it to where it doesn't it doesn't show up as personal finance you know i want to make sure that everything's separate and i'm still trying to figure that out but yeah i just you know trying to trying to get things a little easier so my life is easier financially as far as proving income and and making it to where yeah just making everything easier on myself so i can just pretty much have a spreadsheet that's ready and and that way i mean i i still have a lot of questions on it so Mm -hmm. obviously like i said i want to sit down with you and and dive in further and see where my opportunities are i think it's important to ask questions and yeah learn you know and um 
but yeah, that's been, that's been kind of what I'm focusing on. So I'm able to, to provide and, and make things easier when it's time to grow. Yeah. That's awesome. I think, you know, you hit a lot of good, um, important things there and obviously asking a lot of questions because there, there is, you know, a lot, like I, I try and put out as much as, as much as I can, of course. Um, but just the way some things maybe interact with, you know, others that it's hard to get across on Instagram, um, you know, and so there's that, but yeah, just starting with that separation, man, is huge. It's, I've had to go through, you know, a few clients bank statements and kind of find expenses that I could. And, you know, but those don't always include the things you bought with cash, you know, didn't get a receipt or, or whatever that may be. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I think that's a very, very important, big first step, which, you know, some people may view it as like, well, you know, maybe I'm not making enough. I'm just starting out kind of like, I'll do that later. Um, I've had that a few times and it's like, no, like this is the time to do it when you're at that point. Right. That's what I did with Blair. I had her start a business account as well. So she could start from square one like that. Um, and you know, all payments go straight there. And like Mm -hmm. you had said about the cash, what I've been trying to do with that is to deposit that cash into that account. Mm -hmm. So I at least have that, where, where did it go? Right. Did I make, where did it go? Um, that way it just, it's always there. there. It's traceable. It's everything, you know, every deposit, like it's easy to run to the bank and put cash in really quick and then go buy it it on the debit card. So you have a receipt no matter what. Right. Right. Anything that comes out of that account is tax deductible. Yeah. Right. There's no fucking question about it. Buy your lunches, buy your drinks, buy, you know, buy your, your flights, your, if you're traveling, your your flights, your fucking, all that, you know, if you're buying gas for your car, put it on that. If you're, you know, paying your cell phone bill, put it on that. If you're doing, you know, your internet, even at home, we use our internet at home to draw, Exactly. you know, to look up references or any, to contact appointments or, you know, write that shit off, write everything off. Like, if if I ruin a pair of pants at work because I got ink on them, I'm buying myself a new pair of pants and you better believe I'm going to write it off. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it, I mean, that's, I think that's, a, it's definitely, yeah, important to track those things. Like I, I did just this morning, you know, I shared a, a buddy of mine who's another advisor, his post about um, tax deductions and that kind of thing. And, you know, I got a couple of responses because I just shared it in the story, you know, and it mentioned, like cell phone bill and, you know, home utilities and a percentage of your rent if you have a space that you draw on at home, which I'm assuming 99% of the people listening, you know, an artist do have that, right? right. They have somewhere, you know, so you get to deduct a portion of that rent and all that other stuff. And yeah, I got a few it? responses that were like, wait, really? Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the home office deduction, you know, it's huge because let's say, you know, like for me, I'm, you know, we have a, our guest room downstairs that is now my office, right? And it's yeah, 10 by 10 or so, right? And let, so let's just say it's 10% of my my house, you know, yeah. 10% of what I pay for mortgage, I can it's use a business home office deduction. You know? And so yeah, there's a, a lot of people I'm sure have that kind of dedicated space, you know, that they like to work out of um, in their home. And so, yeah, there's there's a lot of, things that can slip through or some people don't even know that they can keep track of their flights and their hotels when they go
go to a convention or they go guest spot or, you know, shit, if you just go meet with another artist in another city or state because you want to learn from them, right? Like that can count too. Yeah. And so, you know, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, well, I've even heard of tattooers um, writing off tattoos that they buy from other tattooers as education. Education. Yeah, I could, I could maybe see that. Yeah, I'm not a. You're sitting there watching. <laughs> Disclaimer: and... This is not tax advice. But, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I've heard. I've... Yeah, no, I can, I can kind of see that being a thing too, because, yeah, if you're sitting there, you're watching them, you're learning from them, and you just happen to be the, you know, the canvas rather than paying for a course where they do it on a fake. Yeah, you're, you're essentially paying um, for a real like a one, one demonstration yeah and it just happens to be on you somewhere right. um yeah and so i think it's you know it's important to understand that and having those separate accounts is is nice because i'll tell you what digging through bank statements for a full year and hoping you find everything yeah it's not fun yeah <laughs> no that's not um, you know and yeah so i think that's huge and then just kind of slowly you know getting a handle of it and and i think you know a lot of people might look at it as like just taking big steps you know what i mean like i need to do this 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 and this like now i think that just start with one thing you know that one thing could be opening that separate account right start transitioning over start like take baby steps to get there you know just like when you're teaching blair right she's not immediately jumping to tattooing right you're teaching her one thing she's kind of doing that and then you move to the next and slow steps yeah baby yeah and that's kind of how I work with clients, you know, in that same way. It's like, I'm not going to sit down over one or two long meetings and dump all this shit on you. You know what I mean? We're going to break it up and it's going to seem like we're meeting a lot in the beginning, but it's like we're tackling this little piece, making sure we got a handle on that. And then we move on to the next because I, and and I know if I dump that all on them at once, it's going to overwhelm them and they're not going to want to do it. You know what I mean? And we're going to get nowhere. That's like Um, therapy too. Like, you know, when I started doing therapy, it was once a week. Yep. You know, and it dwindled down to where it's just checking in, you know, when I need it. So yep. it's it's the same thing, you know, it's just fine tuning things and creating those good habits and and then, you know, improving on those or expanding them and and yeah, it's it's been good. Like and I'm I'm still pretty like flexible with myself. Like Yeah. You know, I had mentioned to you before we recorded that like I was having trouble with my debit card that they gave me for my business account. So um, you know, there was like a four day window that I didn't put my cash in and mm. I'd spent, you know, a couple hundred dollars or, you know, on groceries and this and that. And, the, and I just, whatever, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's not a big deal. Like, it, exactly. That's, and I think that's where people get hung up is they beat themselves up over something like that. Right. And then they just go back to what they're doing. Oh. They're like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, fuck like, it. No, it's no big deal. Just take it. I don't know. Take a notebook or just email yourself. Like, hey, right. yeah, and that way you can search the email later, right? Just like, or don't you, you don't even have to do that. Like, yeah, dude, just how many tattooers do you know that claim everything they make? <laughs> <laughs> like, how many uh, people please, do you know please, that, please the fifth on that one. claim everything? They make? Yeah. So it's yeah. like you know, if if you're trying to get things as square and you know to the T as you can, and you have these little fumbles here and there consider it a tip (laughs) don't don't worry about it but try to focus on on what you're trying to focus on and don't lose focus on that don't let little slip-ups exactly you know fuck with you because that's just like like with sobriety you know it's like yeah things will come up you know i'm six almost seven months sober now and and 
and that's been a, and a big beneficiary or beneficial thing with, with me trying to drive my business further too. Mm-hmm. And, and trying to actually be able to be a little more lenient with myself because, you know, being hard on myself is what sometimes drove me to drink. Yeah. So being more flexible and caring and nurturing, like I said, all I've got left in my heart is love. So yep. I need to cast that, that on me to yourself too. too. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I can't, I can't pour from a cup that isn't full. So Boom. what I'm doing yeah. is I'm trying to create an endless flow, like a wormhole of water out of my cup to where it's yep. just constantly, you know, so it's, you know, it's been good. Um, yeah. But yeah. And, and, that's that helps too you know to have that clarity and to have an actual ambition that's that feels a lot more tangible because i'm not you know now i'm not wasting all that money on on alcohol like yeah cocaine dude that (laughs) in an alcohol man is that's a slippery slope man like and that's the that's the shitty thing is like in retrospect i was i was drinking to feel nothing but then i was doing blow to feel normal i was literally doing everything and wasting all this money to feel the way i do right now Mm -hmm. and that's the funny thing like yeah i still smoke weed and cigarettes and yeah you know but you know again i can't be too hard on myself like i just quit smoking cigarettes like a week ago and now i'm smoking again like but i'm fucking human it's it's okay if you know things don't happen overnight you know and and Mm -hmm. we have to remember that too is we're all evolving and, and we have to be nurturing through that. So, yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, for sure. Um, couldn't agree more with that. That can be, can't be too hard on yourself when it comes to like, nah, dude. all the shit, you know, you gotta, and, what you gotta do is give the advice to yourself that you would give your best friend. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. We're all good yep. at giving advice. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it's, and, it, and it's always because when we give out advice, whether it's solicited or not, we only give it when we truly care. Yeah. So, you know, you got to fucking care about yourself and be be as gentle as you would be with someone that, you know, you truly care about. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I know you got to get your kid. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to do a, a quick ending just quick five questions. Do you have time for that? Or if yeah. not, totally. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm just, pretty close to his school. So I'll all right. I, I got just quick five questions. I wanted to start doing. I figured why not start on this episode with you. So yeah. first one, best piece of advice you've received could be tattooing in general. Um, best piece of advice I ever received was to slow down. Nice. Just all slow right. down. And that's with everything, you know, yeah. tattooing, especially when I slow down and I'm, I'm a lot more calculated and everything. Tattoos look better. Um, they get done faster when you slow down. The irony of that, right? Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> make sense. It's just like in traffic, you know, when that car goes by you at a hundred miles an hour and you're next to them at the light, it's the same that thing. That cracks me up every time. We're all going to the same place, man. <laughs> yep. You know, so just slow down, yep. focus, relax, take a deep fucking breath. And just exhale the bullshit, man. Just enjoy. Love it. Yeah. All right. Number two, what's the worst piece of advice you've received? <laughs> that was gonna be pretty. That was gonna be a pretty funny answer. I'll say it just to be funny. Get married. Uh, no offense. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Um, 
worst piece of advice I ever got was just jump. <laughs> just okay. jump. Just Nothing jump. ever good follows from just jump. Um, <laughs> okay. But, Fair enough. And that goes with everything. I mean, and I'll elaborate a little bit like investment, yeah. you know, bad investments, just jump. Right? Yeah. Just do it. Do it. What are you waiting for? Do it. You got to do it now. You got to do it now. Fucking slow down. There you go. Yep. <laughs> question number one. Yeah. Get that due diligence. Take your time. Two. Yeah. So just slow down. Take your time. And, okay. You know, but yeah. Worst advice ever is just jump. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number three. This one. We'll see how people respond to this. But what's something you believe about tattooing that most people would disagree with? Uh, hmm, that's a good fucking question. <laughs> Repeat it for me again. I'm sorry. What's something that you believe about tattooing that most people would disagree with? That it's for everybody. Okay, tattoos are for the people, man. It's, yeah, I, they truly are. You know, it's we've we talked about it on the last podcast where you know what i'm doing is completely pointless um you know i so you know i it is pointless and some people might disagree with that too um because it is a huge piece of history you know they're finding mummies and shit with it on them and you know ice men and stuff like that they used to get fucking bones and get coal from a fire or soot or you know and yeah did it back then you know so um, you know, and I still do, I still do think it's a very individualistic thing, even if you're wearing the same tattoo, everybody wears it differently. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I could have the same tattoos as, you know, some hard, hardened criminal or whatever, but the way I wear them opposed to the way someone like that might wear them is going to completely, you know, change, change the outlook. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that. I think that they're definitely for everybody. A lot of people say, oh, they're not for me. Well, yeah, they are. They're for you mm -hmm. to look at or enjoy or, <laughs> or not enjoy. It's for or you criticize to... <laughs> or judge. <laughs> if, it's, if it's disgusting to you too, it's for you. Yeah, <laughs> you there know? you go. Whatever. There you go. All right, number four. What's something you wish you learned earlier? Um wish I learned earlier I would say like credit utilization and and things like that um, and actually doing the research again slow down mm -hmm. um, and don't jump because there's things where like you know you oh I'm pre-approved I'm this I'm that you know and you just go for it because you're like oh shit this is easy you know it's already ready to go like and Mm -hmm. Now you're getting stacked with like a 32% APR or you know, you know, I haven't really been in a situation like that. Like I'm doing some uh, debt consolidation right now and mm -hmm. um, you know, which, which sucks. It's cheaper than my payment was on my credit card. Um, but you know, they're taking care of that and some like past due medical stuff and you know, it's all just one big, big thing. So Mm -hmm. um, you know, that sucked too, though, because I had really good credit and, you know, going through financial strain with the divorce and, and doing, you know, 
extracurricular, you know, everything kind of went crazy there for a while. And, you know, I, I wasn't really paying much attention and, you know, I ended up having to use my credit card for my divorce, um, for mm-hmm. my attorney fees and stuff like that. And, you know, it just got so outlandish to where like I was upside down and, you know, I didn't know what to do. And, um, so yeah, eventually I did that and, you know, it sucked to see like the charge off hit my, my credit score and like the things that it, that impacted were, you know, very noticeable and, yeah. you know, it sucked. And I thought about doing like bankruptcy or like, you know, something like that, just to, like fuck it, fresh start, you know, just, but I knew it was something I could probably get myself out of if I just cared to learn, you know, and that's, right. and, and that's the thing is like, you know, that's what I wish I would have learned about was credit utilization. I wish I would have bought a house when I was young and had good credit, mm-hmm. you know, you know, hit the market when you're young. Cause then, you know, had I done, if, if I would have known what I know now, getting out of, you know, school and stuff like that and working my ass off. I mean, I've been working since I was 15, 16. So yeah, most of my life, you know, and, and it's, it's crazy. Cause I would have bought a house. Um, and then I would have rented it out, bought another house or sold it and bought mm-hmm. another house with that or two, you know, two down payments, rent out one, live yeah. in the other and built these estates, like, you know, these little fucking money makers, you know, and yeah. like, I would have set myself up like that because then what you're getting, like all that credit and all that, you know, everything you're building with that, I could walk into a bank today and be like, Hey, I want to buy this $4 million building. Yeah. And what are they going to say? Yep. You own seven houses, you know, that are making money that are, you know, you're, yeah, you got this solid history. You're, yeah. You're, you're, and you're providing, that's a huge asset in a community like Reno right now where the mm-hmm. housing market is fucking horrendous. Yeah. You know? And when you get to a point where you have all these multiple homes and this and that, dude, you can cut the price. You can do this. You can help. Like, so it's, it sucks like to learn all this stuff late, but you know, it's, it's never too late. I just have to get ahead of exactly. it. Exactly. Really yeah. figure out what my next steps are now to set up that, you know, and, mm-hmm. I'm a long way from being able to buy a house right now, <laughs> but you know, I do have a goal in mind and I do have, you know, I have things that I want to do. I'm looking at possible franchising situations with, you know, something, um, mm-hmm. which who knows, like maybe I'll talk to you about that and see what your yeah. thoughts are. And, um, just trying to help and give back. And, you know, I want to, I want to, like I was thinking of creating something kind of similar to like these suites, but for creatives like tattooing piercings, mm-hmm. like art loft style. But yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll figure it out, but you know, there's all, there's all these different thoughts and trying to think of like residual income and, mm-hmm. and trying to set my, huge, huge. Yeah. yeah. And for you know, sure. and that's where those houses would have came in, you know, having that residual income and, you know, now, now I'm like, fuck, well, there's, what do I do? You know? And mm-hmm. so now I'm just kind of, I got a little notepad with a bunch of what I think are pretty good ideas and, you know, yeah. a, a notepad full of really bad ones too. So, Hey, you got to get through those to have the good ones. So, yeah, you know. exactly. so, um, you know, I'm keeping the, keeping the basket full of crumpled up paper and just mm-hmm. doing it, dude. Love but, it. Love yeah. It. All right. La- last one. This one might get you some some, some shit here, uh, depending, on, depending on what you say. Um, <laughs> I like 
if you had to make one rule that all tattooers had to follow, what would it be? <laughs> Fuck. Don't get married. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, one rule that we all had to follow? Yeah. Shit. That's a tough one, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> no tight threes until you're like three or four years into tattooing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. Anybody right. that hears that, that understands, will fucking <laughs> they'll get appreciate it. that. Yeah. All right. No more, no more halos, man. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Jason, I, I know you got to go get your kid. Uh, yeah. Just want to thank you again for taking the time, hanging with me today. Absolutely. Hopefully, I'm trying to make it work to be out there to uh, go to that Tahoe convention, and if so, we can hope to link up with you around there because I, I yeah, fly into Reno. So we'll have to go to um, we'll have to go to dinner or something. I'm sorry, I was yeah. just trying to think, but it's in it's in Kings Beach, right? It's at the convention center, or are they doing oh. it at Harris? I think it's at Harrah's. I think. Okay, fuck. Well, there I we think. go. I was gonna. My brain was thinking South Lake or North Lake. If they're down there, dude, we should uh, we should hit up Hell's Kitchen while we're there. Okay. Cool. Dude, yeah, I've no, I haven't been out to Tahoe, so I'm. That's kind of a drive for it, and you know, oh, I dude, gave my wife perfect, gave my wife a few options for conventions, and she's like, she's like, uh, Tahoe, because <laughs> I think the other ones I mentioned were that some people were referred were like St. Louis and Indiana, and she's like, no. If, Dude, so let's, let's do go. Let's get it. Come up yeah. and make sure that you have like an extra day or two, and we'll fucking yeah. hit the lake on a boat or something. Cool. Sounds good, man. Yeah, my girl, my girl lives up, or lived up there. She lives with me now, but nice. Yeah, she's, we've got we got all sorts of cool shit up there. All right. Cool. Well, cool, Jason, thanks again, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope your kid's doing yeah. doing okay. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> all right, uh, man. Well, I'll see you soon. Thank you. See ya.